0: Hi, I'm Alita Adams.
1: Hi, nice to speak with you today. Um, thank you. Sure, so you're coming to perform with the uh, Long Beach Pops um, Orchestra on Saturday. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you're gonna be doing?
0: Yes, uh, this is gonna be very exciting for me uh, to get a chance to work with David Benoit and the Long Beach Symphony Orchestra. Is just I'm just thrilled about the whole thing. We'll be doing some of the um, pop songs that I recorded over the years and some of the favorite hits of uh, uh, my fans. And uh, David is going to start the program off doing some of his music and other music, and, and then we'll get a chance to do a song together uh, during my set. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited that... I'll have with me my band uh which includes James Hara on guitar uh John Tanya on bass and John Keshon uh who happens to be my husband <laughs> on drums and so uh, uh this is just going to be a blast
1: And now is this pops um thing that you're doing is this something that you've been doing as part of your regular performance schedule? Uh,
0: you know, I'll tell you, I have been so fortunate over the years uh, to be versatile because of the versatility, um, then it gives me the opportunity to perform in every kind of environment. So sometimes I perform alone, sometimes with just a trio or any size group, uh, sometimes with a jazz band, sometimes with a big band, and sometimes with a, a full orchestra. Uh, a couple of uh, Christmases ago, I performed with the Kansas City Symphony, and then that next week performed with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. And, of course, this past Christmas, uh, getting a chance to work with the Los Angeles Symphony uh, in Cerritos as well as San Francisco Symphony doing um, Christmas shows uh, so I am um, I guess you could say I'm sort of used to doing that but uh throughout the year it'll be pretty versatile um, I I like to joke that uh, we do every kind of show including envelope openings so <laughs>
1: <laughs> well but in, what is it? It must feel different as a performer to be on a stage with just you and a piano and an audience, and then being on the, a, a much larger stage and a much larger venue with a full orchestra behind you. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Oh, it's uh, a lot of fun. I, 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 I love it all. I love the intimacy when it's when you're by yourself, you have total freedom to do what you want. Uh, it's a little harder to do some of the faster songs or poppy things where you usually count so much on the the rhythm section to give you a a great portion of that feeling. But uh, when you have a full orchestra or you have, for example, a big band. I've worked with the uh, Amsterdam Jazz Orchestra, which is a big band in uh, Holland, and. Uh, and I've also worked with Phil Collins Big Band, and we toured uh, the state and and Europe um, together. It's it's powerful, absolutely powerful. It's so exciting to hear all the different instruments, and um, for one time in my life, uh, nobody complains that I sing too loudly. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really nice. the The whole thing is that the more instruments you have, the less freedom that you have. But it's a wonderful driving force, and um, to get a chance to work this weekend, having the, you know, my rhythm section there, it's, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. So um, it's going to be very exciting.
1: And what about the arrangements? Um, I know that you have the arrangements for your group, but how do the arrangements develop for the orchestra? Is that something that you're involved with, or is that something that they bring to you? How does that work?
0: Some of the charts are arrangements of what I've done without an orchestra, uh, what, what is on my records. And some of them are uh, arrangements that were done by uh, musicians in Holland, and uh, most of my charts that we'll hear this, um, this weekend, uh, I recorded a a, a video, a DVD of a performance in Holland back in 2002, and uh, the arrangements were done for that show, which included a lot of my hits, and... And they're really, really great arrangements. In fact, when we performed with the Kansas City Symphony, it was a rare moment when, as the uh, musicians were leaving the stage, they were all hugging me and congratulating me, saying, You could tell that the arrangement, the arranger just loved our instruments. You know, and it was really great to hear that because um, musicians in a symphony can be quite picky, so these are going to be pretty exciting arrangements.
1: That's wonderful. Now, have you had the uh, opportunity to work with David before, or is this the first time for that?
0: This is the first time that David Benoit and I have worked together. We've been on the same show together several times, on uh, some some jazz shows, and uh, the most recent was... uh, was a, a, an event that Earl Clue puts on a jazz weekend and uh, that particular one was held in Colorado and we just started talking together and I, we were being interviewed at the same time, a bunch of us on stage as the people were, you know, asking us questions and David and I realized that we had a lot in common and uh, and, and we talked and, uh, you know, I was invited to be a part of this so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I think he's a super talented guy, very sensitive writer and I'm going to get a, ch- a chance to sing one of his songs that's got great lyrics to it. It's a fun little um, uh, bossa feel to it and um, you know, that's what inspires us is getting a chance to work with other great musicians.
1: That's great. Uh, but I do, ha- I do have to say though that you're no slouch behind the piano. Uh
0: thank you.
1: You you um you have great command of the, the the instrument and when you play, um I've had the chance to see you play twice and um when you play, you really work that thing. <laughs> you really pull it, it is like almost like a little orchestra uh under your fingers when you when you play.
0: Oh wow, that's very kind of you. Um, you know, I remember when I started out uh, and playing with jazz musicians and um, it was really difficult being a woman in a man's business when I started out and uh, I'm a petite person so I had to make the sound match my voice which sometimes I think is much bigger than I am and I had to command the respect of the players. and. Uh, so I sit a little higher than normal, uh, because, you know, being short, um, it's hard for me to sit at the piano comfortably and sing unless I get a boost, you know, and then when you can sit a little higher, you can really grit, you know, really sink your teeth into the, the keys. And I love it. It's just, it all works together. There has to be a certain kind of coordination still. Uh, I'm glad all these years of practice paid off, but that was very kind of you to say.
1: Sure, I wanted to ask you um, about your your childhood growing up. Um, was there music in your home? How did that How did that start in you?
0: I was raised by my great uncle, who was a Baptist minister, and I started playing uh, around nine or nine and a half. I only took like a year or two of piano. Uh, my ear kind of took over, and later on in high school, I, I learned how to read music um, and how to uh, my high school teacher music teacher uh, quit teaching and became my manager, believe it or not. And she taught me how to write charts and how to be able to express myself in arrange because she was a graduate of Juilliard. And over the years, I learned how to, you know, be creative in that way. And so, uh, but in church, I played for, uh, oh, starting at 11 years old, I had four choirs that I accompanied, uh, as well as all of the church services. And I, I like to say all the time, and it's true, I'm the only piano player who has never left me. Um, I was left a couple of times uh, on opening night when the piano player decided not to show. When I first started performing professionally, and uh, that'll make you sit down fast and count on yourself. So um, I've been playing ever since. And there's a because there is that gospel background, that you know sort of church sound, which now everyone has seemed to. Incorporate into pop music and country music and jazz and everything else. Um, uh, it gave me a different kind of sound, and I like a, a warm tone. I, in fact, I like pianos that that pianos that have a really um, warm sound, but just enough crispness up top and a little bit on the upper end. So, uh, but. And I play, actually, in the middle to low register. And uh, I believe that it, it helps to have a really strong chordal bass when I'm singing. And particularly if you can't have all of the backgrounds and so forth. I'm, I'm basically a good comper, is what <laughs> I am.
1: <laughs> well, speaking about gospel, that's something that's that you've never parted from that's been a part of your career all along is that correct
0: that's right i to this day i love gospel music i am a christian and i'm very active in my church and i love uh it, it seems like you know when i used to play hotel clubs or and you got such a mixture of people coming through those um clubs because they you know conventions and thing at a hotel if you couldn't get their attention any other way it seemed like if you played a gospel song all of a sudden they paid attention started clapping their hands and it brought people together because it just gave them a really um, inspired feeling it was it was fun for them and it didn't even matter what their particular belief uh, or faith system was and uh, I've stuck to that I enjoy sharing inspiring songs with people and, uh, and I think we need it today, actually, just to feel that we're loved, that we're appreciated as we are.
1: Mm. Very good. Now, speaking about hotel gigs, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that one particular hotel gig you did was rather significant to your career. And that's the one where you kind of ran into the guys from Tears for Fears. Is, is that is that if that what I remember correctly is that correct?
0: That is that is absolutely correct. Um, playing here in Kansas City uh, back in '85, I was at the Hyatt Hotel, and uh, Pierce for Pierce were staying there at the hotel. They were performing in town at Memorial Hall, right in the midst of a very successful tour. And they did their show and then came down to the bar for a drink, and uh, I was performing with my trio, and uh, they sat there and listened, and they were so taken aback by the performance, they cried a little bit. I did not meet them on that night, and two years later, they hunted me down, called me up, and asked me to be a part of the Seeds of Love CD, and... Uh, and the rest is history from the work that I did on their album. I was invited to have my own uh, record deal with the same company, and uh, that started everything. Who a funk it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump too far ahead, I just want to back up for one second and, and, and ask you what was going through your mind when you got that phone call?
0: Well, the first thing that went through my mind was, uh, is this a joke, you know, <laughs> because... Uh, I wanted to make sure that there, it wasn't a fake accent and that someone wasn't playing a trick on me. But he described all the songs that I sang, Roland Ors of alcohol, And uh, he described all this, the the music that I performed and uh, and uh, what a talented guy. And I just I thought, well, you know, sure, I'll, I'll try it. You know, it can't hurt i'm willing to try to you know sing a song they asked me if i'd sing woman in chains and that is uh one of my all-time classic favorites uh the the record is just one of the most amazing records of all time and working with them i learned to appreciate my voice uh, the difference in my tone and And Roland really knew how to bring out the right kind of um, emotion in the songs that I was singing. He understood. Uh, Roland had a classical training as well. And uh, gosh, it was just, I learned so much from him working in the studio and just the whole fact that they befriended me and gave me great advice about the business about publishing about all sorts of stuff and i'm so appreciative to them
1: well and also i i have to say too that when you went on tour with them uh you were not a shy fragile flower on the stage you really owned that stage in a way that i, I don't even know quite how you did that because prior to that you hadn't done any big tours like that had you
0: No, but you don't need to. Uh, People are people, and if you learn how to... You know, I had been performing professionally for 17 years before I had uh, the opportunity to work with them, and um, that's what 17 years of practice will get (laughs) you. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't really... You know, brand spinck and knew everybody called it an overnight success, but what I went through in seventeen years it wouldn't exactly wouldn't exactly call it overnight. I had performed on tour with Peggy Fleming, uh, you know, right out of high school and I did that for a couple of years on her concert on ice show. So and I did all of the singing, all of the music for that show. And uh, we toured all over America. So I had some experience in that, and then, you know, traveling around the country on my own and performing and doing shows um, helped me to have the poise that it took to be on that stage. But I didn't expect the reaction because, you know, I opened the, uh, the Tears for Fears show at a grand piano center stage, three feet high in the air, and i started singing i believe and when the lights went up and people heard the voice they kind of looked like that's not tears for fears and then they started screaming and when i was featured in the show i, I kept thinking you know i was singing one of my songs i got to sing my song and uh roland and the backing vocalists were singing along with me and i thought wow are they upstaging me or something people are screaming and carrying on and and I finally asked one of the singers. You know, when we got off stage later on, I said, "You know, what's going on? People are screaming." They said, "They're screaming for you, silly." And uh, that I wasn't com- uh, accustomed to. And so it was a whole new ball game. And going down to Brazil and performing, and in Argentina and other places around Europe. Um, the reaction was the same, and it was really fun to have that experience. But I, I'm just as excited by uh, the performances that we have with a trio, or uh, or a, a symphony, or whatever. I just I love the live performing.
1: And are you working on new material right
0: now? Uh, am I working with? i say that again. Are you
1: working on new material right now?
0: Oh, on new material. Yes, I am. Uh, it's slow, uh, very, very slow. I'm the kind of person who, um, when I write a song, I have to have something to say. And uh, I've been doing this now for, uh, let's see, this is, oh, wow, about 44, 45 years. And... Um, you know, it, you really have to take in a lot around you and open up your eyes to the freshness of the sound today, and try to come up with something—not um, just new, but something inspiring, something that that resounds in the hearts of the the people who are listening for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm getting a chance to collaborate with other people um i i've recently co-wrote a song with um huge group who is a smooth jazz saxophonist and uh and i'm working with david garfield who is one of the founding members of charisma uh another jazz artist very very talented and recently i sang a song that was arranged and Uh, by Carrie Lynn Carrington. She's a talented drummer, and she rearranged a Luther Vandross song that uh, she put on her Mosaic Two CD last year that came out. So I'm getting experience from all over, and this has been just... um, It's been fun, you (laughs) know, to try all these different things.
1: Well, I I think that people respond to your talent and um, find that inspiring. So it's not surprising to me that you have these opportunities that come to you.
0: Well, you know, and I hope it continues. You know, uh, every time I think that things are kind of drying up, um, something will come out of, you know, a whole different area. Uh, And it just shows you how much music there is out there. But it's important and I do want to say this out loud just in case someone is listening who wants to do what you know what I'm doing or the sort of thing that I'm doing or want to get into the business it's important to do music that lasts because if you want to keep singing and versatility really helps if you're locked into only one box and that box doesn't have longevity then you know your career could be cut short um I'm sure that it Helps me the fact that I play piano, so that if someone wants uh, an entertainment portion of some show that they're putting on, and if they don't want to pay for the whole band, then they can call me and say, uh, you know, can can just can you just come and uh, we can provide a piano and an amp. Uh, <laughs> and so that that has really served me well. But uh, I love it all, and I I love really, um, the, you know, the versatility and getting a chance to perform live.
1: That's great. One, one last question, and then I'll let you go. You mentioned that you're very active in your church, and I was just wondering if that means that you sing and play with there um, uh, with, with, the, with the church choir and whatnot.
0: You know, I don't work. It's very interesting. I don't work with um, our church choir as often. It's more that, however, I will be working uh, with a choir um, in April at uh, our church. They're going to perform. It's a choir from Baker University, and they're going to be singing at our church, and they invited me to be a part of that. But most of the time I just sing a solo at our church. I don't, you know, because I can't always be at the um, rehearsals. Uh, for our church choirs, I and you know when I go, I like to be fed. In our church choir, they do very traditional music, and uh, you know I don't want to mess it up with my loud voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I will be always be singing it at, at my church for Easter, and uh, you know my husband and I we sometimes will add a little, throw in a little music that they may not be accustomed to hearing a a different style of of gospel music and and it'll be it's greatly appreciated and i love you know getting a chance to be a part of the service in that way great
1: well i thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and and i i really hope you have a great um visit to long beach while you're here and i'm sure so
0: much sander yes
1: and i'm sure you're going to have a great uh performance on saturday
0: thank you you. all the best of everything for you too
1: thank you so much take good care
0: all right you too